Hello, everyone. I'd like to invite you guys to The Reserve. The Reserve is a showcase and creative marketplace for brands, products, and entrepreneurs. Come out on Saturday, March 10th at Brooklyn Commons from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can RSVP at thereservebk.eventbrite.com. I repeat, thereservebk.eventbrite.com. Can't wait to see you there. Stay driven. Right, let's do it. Driven Minds Podcast. This is Franz Bowen. It's Trav Weeks. Yes, sir. Happy New Year, everybody. We got Happy another ill, dope guest in the building. Absolutely. Feel me? Um, photographer extraordinaire, lead photographer for the NFL. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Brooklyn resident, stand up. You already know. You know what I'm saying? Eric Espino. My man. Thank you. Clap. That studio audience is me and Franz, by the way. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, and also, I would like to big up Eric and cheers to a new year with this finest of Coquito. Coquito. Had, had to do it for the culture, man. Had to bring the Coquito. We appreciate yeah. that, brother. Salud. And the finest Salud. of Bacardi Salud. bottles. Salud. 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 Wait. You know what I'm saying? You heard that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word, That's man. So, yeah, um, the good brother Eric is a, is a professional and a... Um, um, a seasoned photographer in this game, and right now a lot of people has picked up picked up the camera, um, and you know has uh, has tackled the, um, the photography endeavor. But there's only few that really stand apart. There's only really few that kind of separate themselves and brand themselves and align themselves with really official brands and make it um, uh, um, turn their brand into something that people actually go out and find. People that people go out and actually go and you know they need that look like they need that photo from Eric they need these brands need to come in and talk to Eric to get that type of quality so we wanted to have him on here so we could like talk about certain keys and certain um, direction we direction young photographers want to go direction these creatives want to go and how to capture that perfect aesthetic um, so let's talk about the beginning man I just want to hear where you're from how'd you get started in the game and uh, yeah like you know um, just your journey Wow, man I mean what a journey, y'all. I mean, whoever's listening right now, this journey was an amazing journey and it's still going. You know, we're in 2018 and this week, seven years ago, was when I opened my first company. Wow. Fire. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate that. So seven years. Up. Seven years, man. That's real. Yeah. 31 now, so, you know, you got my age now, but it's okay. <laughs> All right. So, seven really years ago, um, I followed a dream and it wasn't it wasn't all good you know what i mean mm -hmm. I, I started in school as a graphic designer all right um and then i saw how photography and design was just a perfect marriage mm -hmm. but the visuals were catching me more mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i took a minor in photography when i was in college mm -hmm. never finished college but i kept going and taking classes and workshops youtube mm -hmm. whatever it took Mm. Never got comfortable. Wait, at that time, real quick, at that time, was photography like a popular thing, like how it is now, or nah, was it? Okay. It wasn't, though. Gotcha. And that's, right now, it's a hot thing right now. It because is, yeah, you yeah. could buy a camera for cheap, and mm -hmm. you could get amazing quality. Mm -hmm. Even your iPhone has a great camera, let's I'm be honest. Sure. Like, I know somebody who shot a campaign on an iPhone. Ridiculous. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. You have a good eye, great. But 
at that time it wasn't popular. Right, right. Um, but it was just a, a calling that I had, man. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but you just got to follow your heart. And that's what I did. You know what I mean? Got you, got you. And this started when you was, um, you was at 24 at this point, when you um, started your company. I was 24 when I started my company. And, you know, I, I started school late. I mean, if we want to go back to the real, real beginning, um, you know, in high school, I was taking graphic design, uh, left high school, and then, well, I graduated, sorry, and then I pursued uh, medical assisting school because I was listening to everybody. Yeah. And they were like, you're not going to make money in art. Yeah, Just right, right. That's normally what they tell you, go to medical <laughs> route, go to nursing route. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah it's yeah. safe. Mm-hmm. Go anywhere in the country and do it, but... I went to medical assistant school for like six months, depressed, bro, 19 mm. years old, working in a factory, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then something told me to just stop, like, yo, follow your heart, bro. And this is 19 years old, like just trying to stay focused, living in Bed-Stuy, uh, Marcy and Willoughby at the point, you know what I mean? Section mm-hmm. 8, housing kid, man, like, mm-hmm. so that story will always stay with me and that's what pushed me to excel further. I just wanted, I just wanted better. I wanted better for me. I wanted better for my mother, my sister, my brother. You know what I'm saying? And you know, from there, uh, man, went to school, uh, graphic design, took the photography courses, and then fast forward to like 24 years old, 25. Um, I was in Queens College, and I left school. I, I couldn't. Something about me in school, I couldn't do it. I don't know what it is. Left school, ended up, right? Mm-hmm. Something about school, I, that classroom setting, I, I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. I, I respect it, I adore it, but I, I have a problem with it. So I ended up leaving Queens College, and all my roommates from Queens College were like, those are my homies, you know? So I left Queens College, 24, turning 25, and I was sleeping on my mother's couch, bro, for like two to three months, feeling like a bum. Mm-hmm. Seeing my little brother come down the stairs and looking at me on the couch, bro. Like, that right there mentally, yeah. it messed me up. Right, right. I'm the oldest in the crib. Yeah. Then I got my little sister coming out of her room, seeing me. It's 9 in the morning. I'm still on the couch, so mm-hmm. I'm on my computer. <clears throat> Every night, man, applying to jobs, Craigslist. I get this reply, you know, and it was a studio in Jersey. Dennis knows my photography, okay? And I remember... I went to the interview in a tuxedo. This was the only outfit I had. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was a tuxedo. Mad big. You know, because it wasn't for real. Yeah, it's how serious I was. Like, I need, I need this money, bro. Yeah, like, I need this. I need to follow this dream. This is my chance. I'm not gonna mess it up. Plus, being a black and Hispanic dude from Brooklyn, your chances are limited. I'm gonna be honest. Like, people just look at you. It's, it's hard, man. Like, this is what we have. Now it's a different time. Right. But at that time, in my mindset, I still believe in, like, shit, we have this stigma on us, and I gotta, like, just cover it up. Let me just put a tuxedo on and see if that's gonna help my chances. Right. I wear a tuxedo, and I go to this interview, and everybody's in t-shirts and shorts. And they're like, you know, this is a studio, you don't gotta dress like that. Right. But, hmm. shout out to Rob Houston, man, like, and Dennis Moser, my two mentors in this game, man. They hired me on the spot, and ever since then, it's been a blessing, bro. Oh, that's like, tremendous. Yeah, are, are those the guys that have put the camera in your hand, like, for the first time, like, this is how you do it and give, walk you through the steps? No, but they were the first guys who taught me how it was outside of school. Mm. I didn't need school working with them. 
I could have just went with them and just worked and learned a real how to deal with clients, mm. how to respond to emails properly. Nobody knows how to deal with that. You know, not, not until you get into the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to be on, on time with like photography or video or Photoshop or client satisfaction. That was the thing that they taught me as far as this game. And let's be honest, how to take the eye to take the photos. Yeah, you know? gotcha. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, I mean, there's a thousand more stories to this, to this story here now. But yeah. that's the main core of it. Yeah. So learning those intangibles, like what, what was your learning curve in, in, in terms of the business at that point? Like learning how to deal with customers mm -hmm. and was it an intimidating time for you or was it exciting? Mm. Excuse me, I'm drinking some water a little dry. Mm -hmm. But uh, so you gotta wash down that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the learning curve. I had to learn. I don't learn how to be humble a lot because you're dealing with clientele that they want what they want. Mm. If somebody's trying to tell you how to be creative, that, that hurts because this is your baby. You're, you're creating this. You don't tell me how it should look, but right. you also got to respect the fact that they're the art director. Mm. That's their job. Right, right, right. And then the end result is an amazing, beautiful result. Right. And you, I had to learn how to step back and not take it personal. And that was the good part. The second part was the customer part. How to treat them like a customer. Hey, you want some water? You know, you want this? How does the shot look? Are you good? When do you need this file by? Do you need it in the morning? What size is? Is this for print? Is this... It's a whole bunch of little details that goes into this thing that... When you satisfy the customer, it's the most amazing feeling. It goes back and forth. Like, you feel good. You did your job. And they love you for that, and they always come back. Yeah. You know? so, uh, so you put in all of this stuff together, and you, you know you, you decide, all right, I've, I've learned a substantial amount, and I want to start doing this for myself. What, what was your first initial pitch like? What was your, what were your first clients? What yeah. was that time like? Man, so Dennis Moser, I was still there, freelancing, permalance, and <laughs> I think I was there for about a year. And I pick up, I'm a fast learner. I could be around you and I'm learning fast, but I remember one time it was hitting towards the end of the year and he goes, you need to open up your own company or you won't be able to work here no more. Hmm. I'm like, why? And then I learned because of tax reasons, you know, can't get to pay somebody yeah. checks. Yeah, they give you a 1099 at the end of the year, but it's easier for me as a company to pay another company Huh. and just here's all your 1099s to your company you're good there's a tax law that if you pay somebody above a certain amount of money there's some other legal stuff that I haven't learned yet because I haven't gotten there yet but that's what pushed me as soon as he said that I was like wait what I love working here there's food you yeah, know yeah, what I mean yeah. like <laughs> I was shooting for clients at the time Toys R Us New Balance like nice. he's a monster house so he had all these clients and I'm shooting with him I'm learning I'm not gonna give up the opportunity. Right, right. Open up my own company, of course. LegalZoom.com. Open up my own company. It was called the Catcher in Design. Oh, that's <laughs> a nice player. I see what you did. There. Yeah, you saw. It. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I I did that, man, and I learned. I just learned. Damn, this is what it is. This feels good to have a checkbook that has my company name on it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's what pushed me. Them as mentors, just like yeah. here. Just here's the. 
here's the gems. What are you gonna do with it? Mm. You know, I could have said no. I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm scared of. Nah, why? Why be scared, man? Mm. So you, know. you, so were your first clients also like large, um, like companies as well? So my first clients, aside from Dennis Mosner, so Dennis Mosner had, or has New Balance, Toys R Us, uh, Avanti, which is a card company that does a lot of like animals and kids. It's funny stuff. Mm. So I was doing work for them through him, but on my own, I got eBay. I had um, New York and Company. Uh, I still have a client to this day named Andy and Evan, which they're a, um, a children's clothing line. Nice. So through their teaching, I was able to get these clients. And that was all by word of mouth. Mm. It wasn't like I went to them and pitched. Mm. It was by word of mouth. People who I met spoke to them. I said, listen, let's, yeah, well, that's great. You have a photographer? Oh, yeah, we do. Cool. Listen, let me do a test shoot for you. I just want to test with you. Mm. And I just want to show you what I could do, what I could bring to the table. And if you guys like it, we'll proceed with contracts. We'll move forward. That's what happened. Nice. You know, I had to, I had to take the loss in order to gain more. It was my way of gambling. Mm. Nice. It's a nice way to actually pull them in. Yeah. Especially in this space of like, um, especially... <clears throat> with social media right now, with Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like, having the right aesthetic can really yeah. blow you up as an influencer. Yep. And you can get, you know, um, thousands of followers and start making money. Yeah. Have you ever um, consulted or worked with any influencers and did any, like, um, shoots with them or, you know, have advice for influencers who want to get their aesthetic right but may not have that budget to hire, like, a big photographer? I've done that for a couple of friends, um, which has helped their social media excel to where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm nowhere near there, mm -hmm. but they have like 25,000 followers right now, but they never had an IG. But just the advice of, bro, this is what you need to do. You need to have a look, stay, stick with it, mm -hmm. okay? Don't be fake, don't be corny. Don't have two separate IGs. Don't, don't have a personal one and a business one. You're wasting time. Mm -hmm. you, you want a business, then be a business. And this is you. Have one IG. Just focus on your business. Why do you need a personal one for? For what? Mm -hmm. To post memes and <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, follow another account for that. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, given advice like, yo, just follow this. Post these type of photos that you need. And I, I was curating their photos. Like, don't post that. Don't go to that photographer. If I didn't have the time to shoot for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and it helped them excel, and I'm so happy for them that they made it to where they need to be, you know? Slow, slow, slow. Okay. Yeah. Let's fast forward a bit. So, uh -huh. you, you've had some success, and you're building your, your portfolio, and mm -hmm. people are feeling your aesthetic, and, I, well, for lack of a better term, <clears throat> you end up, quote, unquote, at the NFL. <laughs> how, how, does, how, how did that um, relationship start, and um, how, how have you been navigating that? How does one do that from just grinding by himself, just yeah, cause the NFL? Yeah, it's, that's like General Motors, you know what I mean, um, NFL, yeah. and Martha Stewart, or matter of fact, Oprah. <laughs> that that's like as American Oprah, as it gets. by the way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 2020. 2020, yes, please. Oh, my God. Um, funny story. I think I was telling this to Natalia. So I was working at eBay at the time, which had a subsidiary for photography and video services. Mm. And I came in there and I did that and started showing fashion for them. But while I was there, I still had my own brand, man. Like, 
I'm still I guess being photography, the caption design at the time, you know, transitioning, but mm-hmm. I'm still building my own brand. So I pay Google ten dollars to try out their ad features. Mm. The SEO, you know, search engine optimization. Yeah, you got there early too. I tried it. Because they were, I remember they were like um, advertising that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was getting emails about the AdWords and all that. Yeah, Um, so I tried it and, you know, I'm like, all right, let me see how this works. I took a little coding classes at BMCC, whatever, right? (laughs) So I tried it, paid $10, and the $10 was for a week of ads, which means that if you search photographer New York City, or a retoucher, I do it all. I'm a hustler, right? I'm yeah. a hustler in this arts. So I do photography, video, video editing, production. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this is my world, right? So, mm-hmm. if you search any of that on Google, my website will show up top result. Mm-hmm. So, I paid $10 for that. It only reached a certain amount of people. The more you pay, the more it reaches. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Fast forward, I get an email from this person at the NFL saying, hey, so you work, uh, I want you to come in and have an interview. I'm like, what? Who is this? That's crazy. Spam? Like, I didn't you know? apply. That's crazy. Yeah. First of all, I didn't apply. Second, who you fooling, bro? It's like fake funny news. Yeah, it's fake yeah, news, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I ignore the email. I get a second one. Hey, not sure if you got my email. <laughs> and an email him back. Yeah, I got an email back. <laughs> so I searched the lady's name. Blessings. Shout out to Crystal Atwater. I searched the lady's name and I find out she's the photo editor at the NFL. Like, hmm. I popped up on LinkedIn. I'm like, <gasps> oh my God. Exactly. I could be there tomorrow. Word. And I'm here now, man. Like, that's that's literally the story. And I found out how she found me about two years ago at Super Bowl 50 when I finally asked her, yo, how did you find me? Like who? Like I know you know I, I speak a lot. I meet a lot of people. She was yeah. like, "Oh, I searched the name. I mean, I searched the photographer." That's ridiculous. At this, I was like, "When did you do that?" Yeah. And what she told me was the same time frame that I paid. Who say God don't play CeeLo? <laughs> 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 that's that's crazy. That's no snake eyes on the Yeah, amazing story. <laughs> you will be buying Google ads. Hey Google. Shout out to Google. <laughs> Yo, that's incredible. That's yeah, man. So, so you 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 get in there, you you walk through the doors and <clears throat> NFL is a legacy brand that it, and and by nature of it is it, it goes through generations. Obviously they gotta change their tone and yeah. their messaging. Yep. What what is it like being a creative individual in, in a space where you're at a stalwart business entity? that has their criterion for how they'd like to be represented mm-hmm. and still be able to get your creative word in edgewise while still meeting this rubric. Damn, this guy's loaded with the question. No, I like it. No, it was good because that's that was super, super difficult for me, man, when mm-hmm. I first started, like beyond a doubt. Number one, that was my first official corporate job. Mm-hmm. I was freelancing for five years and a half years wow. my own company and then I jump into the NFL and I gotta wear a button down and, and slacks and shoes I, I never had to do that before except when I had to interview at Dennis Moza when I had a tuxedo you know yeah, what I mean yeah, but yeah. that was hard for me man and you know I, I've gotten used to it now but at first man, you don't you don't know what the corporate world is like. I didn't know mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was something like an 
HR department that if I have an issue with somebody, I got to go bring it to them. What? Yeah. In my world, that's snitching. Like, I don't, yeah. like yeah. So, so, so I was trying to bridge the gap between how I grew up and now this whole other world. Mm. As far as the creativity part, again, that was super hard for me too because here I am where clients come to me for my ideas and they just run with it. Everybody has opinions. That's great. Collaboration is perfect. I love it. It's the best thing in the world mm-hmm. to have a room full of minds that we could build something on. But the fact that there's all these parameters and legal aspects mm-hmm. of what you can show, what you can shoot, what type of image you're trying to portray, mm-hmm. that was new to me. Mm-hmm. And on a scale like NFL, man, like that's huge mm-hmm. and I did I did not understand that at first like I was fighting it I was fighting myself you know what I mean like Randy knows Randy's my brother like my mentor we talk every day mm-hmm. bro I don't know if I could do this man like this is corporate corporate America bro NFL and you're not expecting that with, with a brand like the NFL because you know like I mean from the outside sports. looking in you're thinking yeah. this is sports like sports everybody got tattoos yeah you know long hair red tape yeah, yeah, yeah. But nah, man. So, do you have a preference of like you, you prefer freelancing compared to over corporate? Um, do I have a sorry? Bro. Do I have a, re- a preference? Um, like I prefer the bag. <laughs> I prefer the bag. Yes, that is that is. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my neck. <laughs> I prefer. You know, I, I prefer. <laughs> That's the new model. I prefer the bag. Um, do I have a preference? At this, at this point in time, no. Mm-hmm. Now I respect it. Okay. Now I respect the fact that I do have those street smarts. Mm-hmm. I have corporate smarts. I'm just gonna kill it now. Gotcha. You no. Know? How how did the um, external politics affect your job? Like, I mean, and the NFL has been mm-hmm. under siege for some time. Oh, you yeah, know, for yeah. for several different reasons, no. but. How does it affect you? I mean, obviously, you know, there's another department that comes up with a copy and stuff like that, but yeah. just the light, your aesthetic, how does that affect your aesthetic? The aesthetic of how I perceive and my beliefs? And, and well, okay, we could go there. Yeah. But then, oh, but also, you know, like, have, I don't want to name names because, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I might be looking for a little uh, bag from the <laughs> 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, with 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 certain individuals that have brought a, a different light to the NFL, yes. and you know, the NFL, even this year, yeah. you know, reading uh, in the paper that they've lost like viewership by a million. Yeah. So like this time last year, it might have been like seventeen million per weekend. Now they're at sixteen, That's and there's there's different reasons yeah. for that. Like, do you do you feel any type of you know professional creative pressure in that vein? Honestly, I mean, when this whole thing was going down, man. You feel the pressure. Of course you do. You, you're black, Hispanic yeah. male. I, I keep saying black, Hispanic male because it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is us. So they need mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you feel the pressure regardless. You feel the pressure from your friends. Not you. I'm sorry. I'm pointing this way. <laughs> <laughs> Randy's on the right side of me. <laughs> so you feel the pressure from your friends. You feel the pressure from work. Mm-hmm. And then from your own beliefs. So you have three degrees of like, yo, what am I going to do? Right. But then you step back and then you're like, there's a bigger issue at hand and it happens everywhere, every day, 
every minute, every second. What can I do to make it better? Now, grateful at the NFL, they have um, a group that's called the Black Engagement Network, mm. where we do raise these issues. Mm. Snapchat has Snap Noir, where they've raised issues like this, diversity councils. Mm-hmm. So all of these things do happen at the NFL. They happen at Facebook, they happen at Snap. You don't hear about it. And that's what bothers me. Of course, the negative comes out. Yeah. The media makes so much money off the negative because they love that. Yeah. They don't see nothing positive. But at first, I was like, am I going to run away from this or am I going to stay here and try to change this? Mm. And that's where we're at. We're going to stay here and try to change this because there is a lot of us there, without a doubt. We all have similar stories. I mean, you know, my boy Carrie over there, right. you know, like we all have the same story. So we're there trying to change the narrative. Mm. You know what I mean? Trying to, you got you to start it from the inside, man. It's, it's not an easy battle, let's be honest, but we mm. got to start somewhere, you know? Absolutely. And um, this is your first year working for the Super Bowl campaign, actually, doing the whole campaign. <sighs> yeah, you know, that? yeah. How did that come about? And, you know, how does that even feel? Bro, when I came, when I got the job, I did not know what it entailed. I did not know what was coming. Did, was like, wait, did you go through like a, um, a traditional application process for that thing, or they kind of kind of? There was like a small interview with the lady because they were already familiar with you at this point. They were. I was. I was. You know, I, when I first met with her, when I got the email, right, right, mm-hmm. I was doing like Photoshop work. All right, I'm nice with Photoshop, bro. Like I could do crazy stuff with Photoshop. Right? Okay, I'm about to call you after. Yeah, it my laptop. But you know, I'm good with that. But you know, when I came to them, I was like, "Hey guys, I do this, but I also do photography, and I also have video." And they were like, "Oh, we need you because you have all three combined." Uh, mm-hmm. So I brought it as a package to them. So that's that's that. But I didn't know what it entailed, and now like. Doing my first Super Bowl style guide imagery, mm. which nice. means that it'll be displayed on anything in CVS or know, towels, billboards. It's, it's it's honestly is the most humbling thing. Like, but I'm still hungry, bro. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's that Brooklyn hustle inside of me. You know, mm-hmm. my father was a hustler, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to keep going. Like, I'm humble. I'm so appreciative, but. I'm not satisfied. I want more. Mm-hmm. But when I step back and I look at it, I'm like, damn, man, I, I did that. You know, right. I don't take all the credit. There was a team. There's a Carrie, Carrie Paul, one of the designers. Big up Carrie Paul. Big up Carrie Paul, bro, my brother. You know, but there was a whole team of designers that did that as well, and we all came together to create this masterpiece. Mm. And I brought the video component side to it now, which will be released next week. So I'll all show right. that to you guys, but. How did your family feel about that, man? Like, from, you know, sleeping on the couch to doing these um, big projects and also working with, like, even, like, you know, clients on the outside. Like, how do they, you know, how do they, yeah, like, how do they, um, how do they feel about this? I know they gotta be proud. I get a little choked up when you ask about family because, you know, that's, that's the main drive. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, they... From the couch to where it's at right now, man, like, they cannot believe what happened. Mm, wow. They just, they just can't believe it. You know what I mean? They see it, but they still are like, yo, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how was, how did you do that? Yeah. Like, yo, I just didn't stop. 
and it's so untraditional compared to probably like how you know they know people making money and you know and, and working in this space like how you start off on a really entrepreneurial side freelancing yeah, and then transition to this I know it's probably blowing their mind it is know. man like my father in and out of Rikers Island you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. seeing that going to visit him living in the projects out the projects in and out of housing <laughs> I mean that I'm here bro like this yeah. is amazing to me and it's, it's great to know that other people have the same story but it's not out there Right, right, right. So when they see me, it's all love. Like they, they know what I'm doing. They know that, regardless, my family's always first, man. Like everything I do is for my family, bro. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like my mother calls me today. My father calls me today. Yo, I need this. What? Yeah. Here. You I respect know? that. Same here, yeah. man. I know how it goes. Yeah. Yo, that's fire, yo. I just I'm perusing your your website once more. I see that. Um, under the tab moments in time. Damn, you got saying? the website up. Yeah, that's <laughs> a fact. You know what I'm saying? Driven Minds, baby, we do our research over here. I like right? it. We do, we say, do our Googles, V. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely. I see that yeah. you've taken pictures for the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons. That's yeah. heavy stuff. What's it like being in that room? Because uh, I'm, I'm looking at it and, you know, there's, there's some things that you can't make sexy. In terms of in terms of when you're when you're in the room, just the gravity of the moment. Mm-hmm. What what was that like covering that? Valid point because that's why they came to me. They wanted to make that interesting and sexy in a way. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make it marketable to the masses. I got a call from a friend of mine, David Field. Um, we used to work together at Dennis Moser. Dennis Moser was like a hotbed of just talent. So he was one of the people I met. And then he referred me to ICANN. So they came to me and they wanted to see if I can document them pushing a bill to abolish nuclear warheads from the world. Whoa. Every country heavy to sign a document stating that they will abolish their nuclear warheads. I don't think you guys understand. Yeah, heavy. One nuclear warhead, and I don't mean to go into this, but one nuclear warhead, if it was to go off, we are done. Mm-hmm. It's not like just one city. The whole world is done. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if somebody, God forbid, I don't want to name any countries, but if somebody was to explode on right now, you don't think somebody else is going to send one at them? Exactly. Yeah. And then that radiation. Done. Is well, done. Yeah. There's something called dark winter. Mm. Look it up on YouTube. You know, and it's a crazy, crazy mindset that these people have of just pushing buttons. Wow. So, you know, I got invited to the UN and it was probably one of the best days of my life to be in there knowing that I was being a part of history, changing the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm documenting that and fast forward, I don't know how many countries, but I think only 10 countries didn't sign the bill, but the rest of the world did. Wow. And the company who I shot this for ended up winning a Nobel Peace Prize. Wow. That's amazing. And these photos Talk were part it. of that story. Oh, that's crazy. And that's amazing. I could not. I, and you know, I did this for free. I don't want to. Why would I want money for this? Mm-hmm. This was changing the world. Let me in that room. Mm-hmm. Let me see all these heads of the countries on these seats, bro. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, that was insane. The power in there Dangerous. was beyond, you know? A lot of That's crazy, community man. In there. 
That's the stuff yeah, dreams are made of literally. to like be on the be on the walls of history. That's like yeah. D Day with the flag and shit. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. So it was a blessing, man, and I'm glad that they changed the world. Literally, yeah. you know. Unfortunately, some countries that we know of mm-hmm. didn't get rid of it. Right. Yeah. But a majority of the world did, and that was a great feeling. That's yeah, a great start. You know what I mean? Um, when you when you are tackling heavy projects like this, what's like a day in the life for you? Like, how does it start from the morning to end? Or do you call out or like how? You <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'll thank God identify. I have the the, the leverage. Just like, hey, listen, mm-hmm. everything's good. Like, I'm not gonna come today. I got something else. So mm-hmm. let's say this day. Mm-hmm. How to find my best shiny shoes? You know, take out the church shoes. Yeah, that tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I put the tuxedo from <laughs> back, back in the day. You know, <laughs> dust that off. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I just you're nervous, man. Every job, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the same client again, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. But it's a good nervous. It's like an excitement and anxious anxiety. But that just pushes me to be even more creative and just hustle harder. Mm-hmm. So on a typical day like that, you know, I'm. Triple checking my camera bag, making sure everything's working. Got about three cameras with me, four lenses, 20,000 batteries, 20,000 cards, a laptop. Mm. Take a cab, you know, for the UN, I went through about three phases of security. Almost didn't make it in Hmm. because they were like, oh, what you got cameras for? Mm. This is, what are you doing? Mm. I was like, well, I'm here with so-and-so. Yeah, uh, that that doesn't matter. There's no cameras allowed. <laughs> you know, so it was it was a lot of like just trying to get in there. But once you win there, you just take the shots and you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. You remove. You kind of you gotta kind of remove yourself from it. You you get too excited. If you get too caught up, you get caught up in the moment and you're mm-hmm. missing the shot. Mm-hmm. You're there to document. Mm-hmm. You're there to make this look amazing. Yeah. There's nothing exciting going on. Mm-hmm. Right? They're looking at laptops. They're talking, but. What are they talking about? What is the image they're portraying? How are we going to capture that? Mm-hmm. Let's switch gears real quick. I want to ask um, real, real quick mm-hmm. in, in terms of being aware of the moment. You know, uh, have you done, you, you go on location often? Like for, for NFL, like do you go to games or like practices? Or? I go to a lot of youth events that the NFL hosts. Okay. But since I'm more on the advertising campaign side mm-hmm. and we work on projects that are two to three years out mm. every day there's something that's coming um but the big events i do go to is pro bowl super bowl draft uh, any youth football events that are happening fire yeah what, what was the um the dopest location for you or or, or event that you got to cover that you know moved you when you were impressed for the nfl or in general, or in general. i had to dig in the crease for that Super Bowl 51. I mean, it's it was an historic Super Bowl. It was my first Super Bowl that I was on the field, on the sideline, mm. next to the Falcons, next to the Patriots. Oh, man. You know, and then I look back and I see Fabulous in the front row and my yeah. boy Christian Vasquez. I'm like, wait, what? what is, you know, what's going on? So yeah, yeah. That, that made me like, all right, I'm here. And then you got to see Tom Brady wash the Falcons. Well, they were. <laughs> that was crazy. You know, by the way, that hurt. That hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. It was. I got great pictures of Tom Brady, though, man. Like they were on there, and you could see him. But it was good. It was such a great experience, man. Mm-hmm. You know, the energy in there is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Did, did you find photography as being like um, a passion or was it more like something that you find yourself being good at that mm. you just, you know, really, uh, really worked on and found a way to monetize it? Or was it mostly just passion driven? I found it as a way that I found a way to get into and then I monetize off of it. It wasn't a passion at first. Mm. My first passion was graphic design and art. Mm. I loved it. See, that's interesting to me because it's like, now would you suggest that for like, let's say a young mm. creative coming up? Like, mm. most people tend to follow their passion. Like, yeah. I have a passion for this, but yeah. then wind up being really good at something else. Yep. Do you recommend following your passion or do you recommend following, okay, if you find something you're really good at where you can monetize that, secure that first and then maybe dive into other things? Smart thing. Um, what I would suggest, I mean, I can only speak for myself, right? right Everybody's right. different, mm -hmm. but what worked for me, I was trying that graphic design route. I, I, I love graphic design to this day. I still see it and I'm like, damn, man. Like, yeah. But I, it wasn't working for me. Mm. So what my talent was, was in photography the visuals, the video. Mm -hmm. So I went that way. I didn't kept trying graphic design. It's never too late to keep trying the graphic design. Mm -hmm. And I do still implement some graphic design principles while I'm shooting. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll shoot something and then I'll add some type in it. Was that an aha moment? Like, you know what? The bag's over here, I'm fucking with this. You know what I mean? Yep. Or was it like, you know? Yeah, that's what it was. That moment sparked to mm -hmm. me when I realized that graphic design and photography were married. I was like, well, damn, there's two pots I can make money from. Which mm -hmm. one do I want more? Mm -hmm. Which pot am I going to dig out more? Yeah. You know, so the photography route, I was already in the realm with Dennis Moser. I was already in that world. Mm -hmm. I took off with it. And then I started implementing graphic design principles as far as type, the lower third, make that pretty enough and just give it to a client and let them melt over it. Because mm -hmm. a lot of these clients, they don't have that graphic design element. They might have the visuals, but they don't have the graphic design element. Right. So once you put that and you implement that into their layout, lookbook, you're good. Gotcha. I'm sorry. I want to ask you one, one more question. Of course, man. That's what I'm here guys. for. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? So this, this is a pie in the sky question. So let's say Randall came up on like $10 million. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna give you a million. I'm gonna give you a hype Williams budget. Mm -hmm. What are you? What are you shooting? Do you have anything in the back of your mind that's like, Egypt. yo, I want Egypt? We did. God, there you go. pyramids, original. I feel you, brother. We did. Tell me how to think, but we educated the masses. Ethiopia, okay. Comment. I'll be there tomorrow. You understand? Yeah, we all be there tomorrow because, man. I'm a, listen, I'm a nature freak. I watch National Geographic every day. Look at my Netflix history. <laughs> you know? But I would go straight to, to close it Egypt. Egypt's the new term, but straight to the land of Ethiopia. Okay. okay. So I would go straight over there, man. Like, and, and what would you create? Like, what would that budget? Like, what, what do you get? Like, John Woo doves? You know what What would you create with a million dollar budget? Well, that... A lot of that budget is going to go to feeding people, man. Like, mm. first of all, the visuals I could grab with 100 bucks, so I could do that for free. Wow. I can't feed yes. people for free, bro. Like, that costs money. Yeah. That million dollars will go to feed people. Indeed. Build right. better whatever's over there. Like, school, whatever it needs. And that's my way of just taking that, taking that million and giving it something good. It's going to come back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But no visuals will cost a million to satisfy me at that point. 
Yo, I could do a visual with my iPhone and make it a documentary for free ninety nine, but feeding people and whatever they need, man, like that's that's key, bro. Yo, I, I love that answer, and it's it's only right coming from by proxy our first Nobel Peace Prize winner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, it looks like I lost in the mill, man. I have to see That's smooth, bro. Um, yeah, before, a couple more questions before we end. Um, one thing I want to ask because it's like um, a lot to do with your success has definitely been relationship management. Yes. And for a lot of freelancers and a lot of entrepreneurs, relationships are everything. Yeah. You know? Um, um, you work with, you have really big clients from the Lala's to the NFL's to, you know, just people in the high profile people in your network. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some keys or some like really important things you can uh, give the audience about, you know, about building relationships and turning those relationships into clients, into actual business? Shout out to uh, Lala, Anthony and the whole team. Big up. Uh, Nadia, Stu, Christian, Gary. I love you guys, man. Like, that's family. You know what I mean? Um, As far as clientele on a celebrity basis or just clientele as a friend, Mm -hmm. the main thing I would say is respect. Mm. Mm. Respect your client. Privacy. If you see something going down, don't shoot that and try to go sell it. Okay? Mm. Turn that camera off. And ask permission first. You know, I haven't even thought about it. Probably is some like corny dudes that be doing that shit. Honestly, bro, been at so many events, and there's a lot of corniness happening with that. Mm-hmm. Bad enough, everybody has their phone out. True, true, true. I'm the dude that has the phone in the pocket. I gotta respect privacy because people don't like that camera in the face all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could see it in some videos, like. What? Like, why is that camera out? I'm just trying to live in the moment. Why are you trying to record it? Mm-hmm. Let it live in your memory, bro. Like, that's priceless. Some mm-hmm. things you just can't record. Right, right. You just shouldn't record. Good luck trying to tell these young millennials that, or these Gen Z people. They're not going to listen, yeah. man. They're in the digital age, and yeah, I don't yeah, blame yeah. them. Like, yeah, yo, I it's was, hard, man. I was, was at Vandal and was mortified when I watched these four young women take 30 minutes of Instagram videos yeah, at the bro. bar. It was kind of crazy, like... I was just watching this happen. I'm just like, yo, how many times are you going to recreate? This? Y'all not even smiling the same. And your dress is wet. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> You're sweating. Yeah, like, just enjoy the moment. You know, like. Respect. I was, I was telling Natalia, I had an amazing time to meet Kanye West, man. Like, oh, smooth. My boy wanted me to take some photos of him with Kanye. Nice. And we did that at the St. Pablo tour. I was telling you the story earlier. And I got to meet Kanye, man, and. I ain't have my phone in my hand, like, mad corny, like, put it in the yeah. pocket. People do this, like, put it in the pocket. Exactly. I ain't never seen nobody never holding seen. phone right there. <laughs> put it right there, and it's just like this. <laughs> you know? And that's, that's corny cool. to me. Yeah. I just, like, totally respect the moment. Had a five-minute conversation with Kanye, but that's always going to be here. Mm. Granted, my boy did get some video of me, like, saying what up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now yes. I was just in the back. I needed that. Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah, caught yeah, that, yeah. but, like, yeah, the yeah. conversation of just me and Kanye talking that was my idol. Like, word, well, word. still is the idol, but yeah, man. Like some moments you can't record, just live in it, man. I appreciate that. Yo, who who are your uh, inspirations like for film and, and photography? Man, inspiration for film and photography, Gordon Parks. Or oh, big up. I mean, everybody knows Gordon. Parks. Um, Kareem Black. Kareem Black was 
Man, that dude is such a talented guy, bro. Mm. Uh, love him. Shout out to him. He's a major influencer. He did an interview with Profoto, which is the equipment that I use. Mm-hmm. And the things he was saying about photography and his transition, his Picasso's blue period, as I call somebody's depression moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that depression moment and then you excel after. Mm-hmm. I call it the Picasso blue period. Mm. You know, because Picasso was painted yeah. in all shades of blue, blue during yeah. his depression. I like and that. after that, he was like beast. You said depression movie. Run that back one time. You said depression movie. If you were going through a state of depression, yeah, yeah, yeah. or anybody for that matter, mm. and then they have an explosion of success mm. or an explosion of hope right after that depression, mm-hmm. I call it the Picasso blue period. I like that. Stop. You know, I'm, I'm big on art. I love art mm-hmm. I go to the museum that's that's where I go to relax to the museum same or I go read a book yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying so um, yeah man uh, sorry if I deviated from the question but yeah <laughs> fire yo big up Kareem Black so you know, Kareem Black Price. Corner Price I mean there's a, yeah, so. there's, a, there's a ton of this right now my brain is fried long day but mm-hmm. you have the Coquito right now that's mm-hmm. like, yeah that Coquito's good <laughs> shout out to mama mama I love you <laughs> P.O.P but um yeah we uh we asked <laughs> we asked all our guests this question man and yeah. um, uh, this is the last question we asked mm-hmm. you know because you are in driven minds driven society and yes. uh we ask this, what drives you? You know what I mean? What keeps you, you know, to wake up in the morning, go hard, make your family proud, turn a, a hobby into um, a, a, a real life tangible thing into a, a dream come true where you can monetize and take care of yourself and your loved ones. You know what I mean? What, what drives that? What's that driving factor in your life? The driving factor in my life that makes me wake up every single day and give it a thousand percent is knowing that somebody always has it worse than you do, man. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're living in the street in New York City, you, you still have it better than somebody in another country. That's and let's be real, okay? I hear people complain all the time, and I tell them this. I'm like, do you understand what's going on in the world? There's somebody's mother on a boat escaping a country that's going through the worst turmoil right now. Mm. They're on a boat with their kid and their kids are drowning on a beach. Shut up. What are you complaining about? Because your boss is mad at... Shut up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that, that drives me. Like, yo, I have this chance. I live in one of the greatest cities in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to stop me. That's it. But do good at the same time. Take care of your family. You know? And that's what drives me. And we here, baby. Driven minds. There you have it. So, yo. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful words. I appreciate you coming by, Eric. Where can we find you on the uh, socials, bro? So, any social media handle, Eric Espino Photography. That's my website. That's my IG. Um, Eric Espino NYC on Twitter. So if you want to shoot me an email, any advice I can give to the kids out there, if you're going through a difficult time, hit me up. Any words of encouragement, advice. We all got struggles, man. Don't ever give up. That's it. And never let somebody tell you no. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Facts. Indeed, like we always Stay driven. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you like that plug? <laughs> <Or> that. <laughs> Peace. Hey.